Hello there. You're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Tuesday, the 11th of January. Today, I'm joined by Duncan Balcon, who is a Watson's Daily ambassador. Hi there, Duncan. How are you today? Good morning, Peter. I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Good, thank you. So, what did you find most exciting in today's uh, edition of Watson's Daily? Yeah, so the story I found most exciting or most interesting today was a story about fly now, pay later. Now, yes. um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure with the intelligence of our listeners, most of them can have an educated guess as to what this story is about, uh, yep. because it sounds fairly similar to another term we've been using a lot over the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most of us have now become fairly uh, familiar with the whole concept of buy now, pay later. Um, yep. So fly now, pay later is um, a travel uh, finance startup, um, and they're currently kind of just raised 55 million to expand into the US. Um, so this is obviously the idea that this company will pay for a big ticket item, uh, a holiday, um, over a, a period of time. Um, and obviously, rather than having to fork it out up front, um, I think and it's really, the interest rates are fairly substantial, somewhere between 0 and 40 percent. But there are a lot of companies already using the, this company's service. Um, so they're trying to expand into the US. Uh, and I personally think this is a really good idea um, with a few caveats on that. Um, so obviously, holidays, massive investment normally. Um, mm-hmm. Allowing people to spread the price out, I think, is a good thing. Uh, obviously, people have become more used to subscription models and paying things over a long period of time with finance packages and things. So I think this is kind of showing a, a kind of trend in the way spending is going. That a lot more people are happy to pay for things over a long period of time than paying one hit and own it outright straight away. Um, but I think, like I say, it comes with a caveat of obviously there's going to have to be some really substantial credit checking procedure here because actually it's a massive ticket item as a holiday and you don't want to be in a position where customers can't actually afford the payments they agree to. Hmm. But yeah, I, think, I think it just shows that kind of that pattern of moving towards paying for things monthly in general rather than paying for things up front. I just hmm. thought what you were about to say. <laughs> No, I mean, I think that it, it is an, it's a very interesting um, it's a very interesting area. And obviously, you know, fly now, pay later, a holiday. You know, this isn't this isn't like a, a sparkly top or something like that, um, you know, for buy now, pay later, which is a lot uh, lower risk. Um, I, you know, I would say, um, whereas if you're, say, I don't know, doing fly now, pay later um, for a few grand, you definitely, as you rightly said, um, need to make sure that your credit checks and stuff are absolutely spot on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it is a fairly um, large range in terms of interest rates. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, what that depends on. Does it depend on where you go? <laughs> um, does it depend on, you know, what, uh, uh, how, how risky you, you appear to be? Um, but I think that it's, it's, it is very interesting how, um, people are looking to pay for things these days. Um, and I, I think that, um, you know, like you say, at the moment, it seems buy now, pay later is, is where it's at. This is a natural extension of it. I mean, I was wondering about, you know, when, when, I, when I was writing Watson's Daily this morning, I saw this article. I thought, you know, what kind of areas, what kind of other areas could you, could you cover with this? Because I, th- I think, you know, the biggest things that you, people tend to buy are, one is their house, you know, their, their, their home. That's, that's the biggest. 
that's already covered by a sort of uh, buy now, pay later um, in terms of mortgages. Um, then, then the next thing is the cars, which also is probably pretty much covered by something that's, you know, a buy now, pay later, because most people don't outright own their cars. So that's, that's your, you know, was it higher per, you know, you're buying your car and HP or something. Yeah. So that's, that's covered. So the next, the next thing I guess is the, ne- the next thing is holidays, which this covers. But I thought, you know, there might be other things as well that 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 may lend themselves to something like this. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I would um, be able to start anything like this, but um, maybe there are listeners out there who might, you know, think actually I could do this. Uh, is you know, what about um, uh, you know, build now, pay later? So. Mm. You could have, um, so if you wanted a new kitchen or something like that, um, instead of having to pay the builders up front um, and, and uh, you know, that sort of thing, um, you could spread those payments over time as well. Um, because I think that's, again, that is a, a big, uh, you know, that is a big uh, outlay. So maybe that could be something that could be, uh, you know, build, like I say, I've just thought of that, <laughs> build now, pay later. Um, or maybe even, I also think, vet bills as well as another thing. I mean, you know, sadly, um, last year, you know, my, my dog died. Um, but in the, in the, you know, um, you know, in the few months before that, um, we had to fork out a, a, a few grand, actually, for uh, one or two operations. And it was a big hit. Um, and I know that I've seen, actually, I, I, I don't know whether it's just so happened to be that I've noticed this, but over time, but in over LinkedIn, for instance, I have seen on a few occasions, people saying, you know, I, my dog is dying. I can't afford the vet bills. And they say, cause the reason why they weren't covered in my case is we did have, uh, insurance in place, but insurance, especially for as your dog gets older gets really hard you know to claim on because they will every time they can say there's a pre-existing condition they will mm. um and so nothing's you know things are less covered it seems um so you know i mean if you could pay like that for a vet's bill I think that that would be very popular as well because you know you've got you've got things that cost a few hundred quid but then you have got major operations that cost a few thousand quid, you yeah. know, and, and, and I think that um, lots of owners would definitely prefer to be able to split those costs. And I think that could be another area, perhaps. Um, but I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I, we were in a similar position with, with, our, with our dog last year. So I, I can totally agree with that one, because like I say, people will go want to give their their you know furry family members the best care they can and being able to split yeah. that over a few months makes that easier i think the building now pay later is a is a great idea um obviously mm-hmm. take a bit, i think obviously we, we discussed this earlier take a bit of capital to set that sort of thing up mm-hmm. um, but actually particularly at the moment while we've seen this pattern over the, over the periods of lockdown and restrictions people wanting to do up their houses mm-hmm. um, that would be a great time to capitalize on that and like i say it's a massive expense but if you could split it and ensure the trader still gets paid up front Whilst the consumers obviously paying off over twelve months or whatever, um, that I think that's, that that could really be a, a, another good way of putting in this into practice. And mm. um, I think um, going back to the holidays thing, it, it could be quite interesting to see if this helps you know revive the industry a little bit because mm. obviously it's not going full pelt at the moment. The holiday industry, 
Um, mm. But if people are able to pay monthly, um, they might be more inclined to book a holiday. Yeah. Um, and it kind of works both ways because that gives the company time while the industry is not going full pelt to get everything stabilised, make sure the systems work and make sure everything's smooth mm. so that when it's um, when the industry is able to scale back up again, they're ready. But mm. then on the flip side, by offering holidays or the ability to pay for holidays this way, they might mm. actually encourage the industry to grow as well. Yeah. So it, it could be you know, quite interesting moving forward to see how the industry mm. grows with, with that sort of arrangement in place. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, the other thing, of course, is uh, maybe existing, say, buy now, pay later uh, companies mm. could potentially, um, you know, diversify into these other areas. Yeah. You know, that's another thing, you know, because the existing ones, they've already got the finance and the, the checks and stuff in place. So maybe that's what they could do is they, yeah. they could um, go into in, into um, into other areas like this. But, you know, I think this is a very interesting um, uh, topic. And actually, um, as I've mentioned before, I am still I'm putting the final bits together for um, the Watson's yearly report, which does the review of last year and a preview of this year. But also um, and, and mentions that, you know, goes through each G20 country and what's going on in each place and, and, and key facts and stuff. But also talking about... Um, uh, topics to look out for for this year now um i mean i i think that this is one um you know this buy now pay later generally speaking because there's so much more of it we've seen last year um that you've got apple with goldman sachs working on um uh, you know apple um pay, apple pay later you've got mastercard that's been getting in on the act as well to you know do offer buy now pay later you know everyone's doing it and um there've been increased calls for regulation of this industry to make sure that that everything is you know structured properly and that customers get the right sort of protection so um actually this is going to be one of the themes that i um talk about and in, in terms of things to look out for for this year but uh but anyway yeah i mean it's 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 all it's all it's all happening um buy now pay later so um i have a feeling uh, yeah. that throughout the year we might end up revisiting that conversation about regulation a few times because it was a big theme when Klarna were getting bigger and bigger wasn't it i have a feeling it might end up being right. a big theme here if they don't get it in place early I feel mm. like we could end up talking about regulation a lot. Particularly yeah. like I say, as I'm, I'm with you on this. I think this is a, a, an industry to really look out for this year. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if they manage to get stuff in place early on so they don't end up mm. constantly hitting their head on regulators. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But, um, yeah, that's what I found most interesting this morning. Got my tongue yeah. completely tied there. How about that's you? Right. <laughs> um, well, um, I, I actually um, thought that the, stories, the, the story today um that i thought might be might be of uh interest is um the fact that the luxury stuff seems to be booming and it basically shows that i've, I've expressed that really badly but um um it just seems to me that so the, the the original story came from the daily telegraph right and it's about um luxury car sales so sales of bentley's rolls royces and things um, which I, I didn't know about this car. The, did you? The Rolls Royce boat tail is is completely bespoke. Apparently, I'm this, not going to lie. Model. That sounds like it should be on water. Just yes. Out there. <laughs> yes. Um, 
that that cost 20 million quid for a 20 car. million quid yeah amazing but anyway so for instance um you know they have done really well and it just seems to me that there's been um very much rich people doing very well under lockdown you know i mean they've helped been helped by the um stock market uh, because obviously they have investments they may, may well be running their own companies etc and therefore you know they their uh, wealth expands with the um uh, with the fortunes of the stock market so that's one thing um also they're more likely to own assets such as property property prices have been going uh, you know have been going up as well uh and then you know the other thing as well is that they have had fewer opportunities to spend their money under the pandemic and therefore have buying been buying stuff like you know rolls royces bentleys i thought it was extremely interesting that rolls royce said that the average age of their customer is now 43 right and and you know a decade ago the average age was 56 i mean you know i I think that's a lot of footballers um, <laughs> um, but um, you know, by, buying a Bentley Continental GTs and things, but footballers you know, and probably your dot com millionaires as well. The kind of the yes. younger tech tech millionaires are probably investing that sort of thing as well, wouldn't they? Exactly. So it did say they did say actually it's tech people who've invested in tech and cryptocurrencies and things like that. So, um, so anyway, it's very it is very interesting that you know people that have money are getting more money. Um, and it seems also that, you know, Credit Suisse, they, they ran some numbers and apparently, you know, the, the number of dollar millionaires um, has increased uh, considerably um, last year. Um, and, you know, so it is interesting. And we've seen this throughout the, the uh, pandemic, I think. You know, we've seen that the, the sales of um, uh, private jets, um, the usage of private jets, all those kinds of things have increased, as has um, hiring of super yachts and things like that. And now, and and actually, the sale of, of super yachts as well. So, all of these things have, um, you know, show that they're actually doing pretty well. Whereas, obviously, everyone else is um, worrying about um, higher petrol prices, higher utility bills. More um, food prices going up, although Aldi says that they they want to be the cheapest. Mm. Um, you know, all these kind, lots of lots of people have concerns, um, and you know there is always a difference between super rich and everyone else. But um, it's not always. I don't. I wouldn't always say it's always necessarily a bad thing because at the end of the day, you know, you have these people who they they're the ones that spend on the nannies spend on the dog walkers they they have the builders you know builders and plumbers and things coming in um they are the ones that buy the cars they are the ones that go to the restaurants and you know all those kinds of things so i mean in an economy you do need someone to be doing well and um yeah i guess the hope is is that these people manage to their wealth does actually filter through um to the real economy as well uh, mm. and that some people will actually be benefiting from it um but it is i do think it is interesting um how this how this happens um and that it just seems to have been a recurring th- theme um throughout you know throughout the pandemic um and 
I think that it looks likely to, although maybe momentum and stuff may slow down, it looks like the actual underlying drivers of all this, you know, the stock market, um, uh, the stock market property prices and things like that, um, don't look like they're going to be weakening significantly um, over the sort of short to medium term. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this is going to continue. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's really interesting because I know kind of at the start of the pandemic when we started getting locked down in various areas, there was mm. a concern that some of, well, I say concern, but there was a kind of a thought process that said that some of these very, very rich people might struggle because they tend to be the business owners. But actually what we've kind of seen is the people that are the business owners have struggled a little bit. Mm. But the people that have kind of gone past that, sold their businesses and money, most of their money is now in investments of some description, are doing incredibly mm. well. Mm. And it's, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's kind of needed because mm. like I said, those people buy from from other industries and keep other industries afloat. So they want mm. to afford to go and do things. Mm. And particularly like these kind of luxury sort of purchases. You'd imagine that you're kind of master craftsmen, for example, with people that mm. do full wooden interiors on yachts and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'll probably get more work as a result mm. and more job security, mm. which, like I said, is a good thing. It's ne- the economy needs mm. that. But mm. I- I'm with you. I don't. I can see this this gap widening. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, I th- unless you're at the top end, that's, most people will probably see isn't a good thing. But um, yeah, yeah. To, to a certain extent, you need it, but. Yeah, you yeah, don't to want to extent, too much, do you? Yeah, but exactly, exactly. The, the, other, <laughs> the other extent is, you know, you want to sp- you spread the love. Don't buy a £20 million car. There are much better things you could do with that money sort of conversation. Exactly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so that's all, that's all good. Now, that actually neatly brings me to the fact that, um, you know, I've been releasing, uh, I've released... Um, some themed pod, recorded some themed podcasts. Now, as if as luck would have it, um, talking about and this, I only just thought about. I only just thought about this. Um, I've been talking about um, rich people and finances and stuff like that. Funnily enough, um, I recorded a podcast with my wife, who is a, a is a financial advisor, and um, I interviewed her um, to talk about. Um, finances and um, you know personal finances and so um, I will release that today um, and um, so that you can um, see whether uh, you know basically she goes through um, the the um, uh, what was it the uh, the basics of how you should structure your finances and how those can change over time and this is this is aimed um, at people who are the majority of the people that, that listen to this um, uh, this podcast are in their 20s, I would say the vast majority. So this is aimed at you. Um, so hopefully you will find this of some use. It's not specific advice because you can't do that, um, but it is general advice um, that hopefully um, you may find useful. Sounds good. So there you go uh it's all it's, it's all go in uh in january 2022 <laughs> and um anyway so anyway um thank you very much as always duncan um, you for your me. insights uh today and um thank you for the listeners for listening um as always and um duncan and i will be back tomorrow talking about more stuff um uh, to do with the business news and financial markets so m- many thanks thank and uh, we'll be back tomorrow thanks bye. Take care. bye